This installment of Beethoven on Friday was recorded for release on May ninth, two thousand twenty-one. Greetings. This is Terry Noeltow, and today on Beethoven on Friday, a day of drop stitches and loose ends, and how I enjoy doing. Broadcasts of this kind, because they afford me the opportunity to present all sorts of performances that, in the main, can be described as orphans that don't really tie to other recordings or other themes. There are exceptions to that, of course, but. As my beloved mother used to say, if you need an excuse, you can always find one. This performance of Ludwig van Beethoven's Symphony Number、no.、One in C Major, Opus Twenty One, was recorded in concert in Carnegie Hall in New York City on January thirty first, nineteen fifty four. The Philharmonic. Symphony Orchestra of New York is under the direction of Dmitri Mitropoulos, one of the finest conductors of the twentieth century, but sadly one whose artistic achievements are generally ignored nowadays. <laughs>
recorded in concert in Carnegie Hall on January 31st, 1954. The Philharmonic Symphony Orchestra of New York, the orchestra that is now familiarly called the New York Philharmonic, under the direction of the amazing and unjustly neglected by posterity, Dmitri Mitropoulos. And now, the artistry of another conductor, who has been unjustly forgotten. Except, in this case, he has been widely vilified as boring. A stick-wielder. Well, the critics are wrong. I admit Hans Swarovski did not record well in the studio. But the live performances, those are quite different. Now, he is best remembered as a pedagogue because he was, for many years, the professor of conducting at the Wiener Musikakademie, the Vienna Music Academy. And amongst his students, Claudio Abado, Maurice Janssons, Zubin Mehta, the two fishers, Adam and Ivan, Jesus Lopez Corbosch, Giuseppe Sinopoli, I won't bore you with more such great names. Swarovski knew what he was doing, and fortunately, there are numerous recordings of him in concert. This particular performance was recorded in 1955. The Orchester der Wiener Staatsoper, which in effect is the Vienna Philharmonic, the Wiener Philharmonic, the Wiener Philharmoniker, I should say. Recording was made in 1955. Ludwig van Beethoven, the Symphony No. 3 in E-flat major, Opus 55. The Eroica. <laughs> Thank you. 
a performance recorded in Vienna in 1955. The orchestra of the Wiener Staatsoper, the Vienna State Opera Orchestra, which is an alternate name for the Wiener Philharmoniker, the Vienna Philharmonic, under the direction of an undervalued conductor, Hans Swarovski, best remembered as the ultimate conductor pedagogue. Claudio Abado, Zubin Mehta, Maris Janssons, they all were his pupil. Ludwig van Beethoven, the Symphony Number no. 3 in E-flat major, Opus 55, The Eroica. When Lin Yan asked me to contribute segments of historical recordings of Beethoven symphonies for her Beethoven Day, uh, sponsored by the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture on the 250th anniversary of the birth of Ludwig van Beethoven, I had a particular recording in mind for number four. Could not find the CD. Recently, I discovered why. I had forgotten that I had made it available to someone else for another Beethoven celebration. So, now that it is back in the fold, we can have it. This performance was recorded in the Olympia Theatre in Barcelona and Catalonia in Spain, on July 4th and 5th, 1929. The Orquesta Pau Casals de Barcelona is conducted by Pablo Casals.
recorded in the Olympia Theatre in Barcelona and Catalonia in Spain on July 4th and July 5th, 1929. The Orquestra Pau Casals de Barcelona, conducted by Pablo Casals in Ludwig van Beethoven's Symphony No. 4 in B-flat major, Opus 60. When it came to the segment on the Beethoven Pastoral Symphony that I prepared for Lynn, I had a similar problem, and the reason was the same. I had made the recording I wanted to use available months before to this good friend of mine for another Beethoven 250th anniversary year celebration. So, I now pick up that drop stitch, that loose end. This recording was made in Chicago on April 8th, 1961. The Chicago Symphony Orchestra is conducted by the great Fritz Reiner. And I might add that this was my first complete recording of the Beethoven Symphony No. 6 in F Major, Opus 68, The Pastoral. First got it when I was 13.
That performance of Ludwig van Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 6 in F Major, Opus 68, the Pastoral Symphony, may be 60 years old, but it still has immense clout. It was recorded in Chicago on April 8, 1961. Fritz Reiner was conducting the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. When he was music director in Chicago in the last years of his life, Maestro Reiner cultivated the woodwind and the brass sound. That rich, well-focused sound was one of the things that made the Chicago Symphony Orchestra unique. Just consider, for example, Claudio Abado's recording of the Mahler 7th with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. You'll get the point. Sadly, when Daniel Barenboim became music director in Chicago, he screwed it up. There are numerous fine performances on recordings of Beethoven's Emperor Concerto. So many that many of them sort of are orphaned, and therefore it's appropriate to include one on a Beethoven on Friday, devoted, as this one is, to loose ends. This next performance, which was recorded in concert in the Royal Festival Hall in London on February 17, 1971, that is, more than 50 years ago, is one that you think wouldn't work. Two incompatible musicians. They are anything but. The pianist, Clifford Curzon. The conductor, Pierre Boulez. Maestro Boulez is conducting the BBC Symphony Orchestra.
recorded in concert in the Royal Festival Hall in London, England, on February 17, 1971. Ludwig van Beethoven, the Piano Concerto No. 5 in E-flat major, Opus 73, the Emperor Concerto. The pianist, Sir Clifford Michael Curzon, generally known simply as Clifford Curzon. The BBC Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Pierre Boulez. Not a combination that you would think would work, but it certainly does. It appears that Curzon was good at working with artists who had their own approach. He studied with both Artur Schnabel and van der Landowski, two artists diametrically opposed and who did not like each other personally, that did not stand in Curzon's way. There's a lot that you hear in his playing that reminds you of Schnabel, and a lot that reminds you of van der Landowski, particularly the precision of the technique, as far as Landowski is concerned, and the phrasing, which makes you think of Schnabel. Mm -hmm. I also would like to mention that Clifford Curzon did not enjoy the recording studio. In fact, there were many recordings that he refused to clear for release. One got to the sage of published labels and numbers. I have a copy of one of the two known existing copies of that LP. The wonderful performances on it, however, have subsequently been released commercially. Curzon apparently always was best in performance, whether in recital or in concert. And that certainly is a marvelous performance of the Emperor Concerto. <laughs> 